0: Hello everyone. Welcome to the broadcast. This is that no man's land week in between Christmas and New Year's where we don't know what day of the week it is. Um I feel like I'm full of cheese. I feel vaguely like maybe I should eat a vegetable. I don't know. Um I'm I'm surviving on cookies and cheese at this moment. Um Hanakawa is uh is as well, but she's also out of town. So this week it's just going to be me, but we have um, uh, interesting episode for you today. Um, today I have with me a woman that we're going to call Valerie. Um, now, uh, Valerie has recently gotten out of a relationship with, um, Sinjin, who we know from previous episodes, previous seasons of Sinjin and Tanya. Now, I think we last saw Sinjin after happily ever after. I think that was the last season we saw him on. and you may recall from the tell all there was some friction between tanya and uh, sinjin um regarding specifically regarding his relationship with alcohol where he was asked if he would give up alcohol for his marriage and everybody else on the stage was like yeah of course i would and he was like no um well as we later learned they did in fact split up um and Sinjin, I think, was going on the single life. I'm not entirely positive. What I know, um, everybody, you know, there's been pictures of him out and about, this, that, and the other thing. Um, What we know is that he is, excuse me, currently living in Arizona. And uh, I have, like I said, I have with me a woman we're going to call Valerie, who is just out of a relationship with him. And I want to give you guys all a big trigger warning on this because essentially the story that she's going to tell you is um, basically that John was an abusive alcoholic, um, emotionally, um, some physical, um, and we're going to have her tell her story, possibly as a warning to others. Um, and we're gonna treat her with as much compassion as she um, absolutely deserves at this point, given what she has gone through. So um, I'm gonna introduce you guys. Um, Valerie, welcome to the show.
1: Hi. Thank you.
0: Thank you for um, reaching out to me. So um, I want you to talk about, um, so you met Sinjin um, via social media, but you weren't really aware of his show. Like you knew vaguely that he was on the show, but you hadn't seen it, correct?
1: Yes. I had people in my life that watched. I had seen, you know, trailers and previews and whatnot, and I did notice him for sure. So I started following him on social media.
0: Okay, so you like a lot of the world thought he was very attractive, um, and you followed him on social media. You were in a relationship at the time. You were just a fan, is is what you what you've said. So, at some point, um, you and your boyfriend were breaking up. Yes, and I really want to. I want to put this out there and say that because you were in a very vulnerable position in the process of the fact that you were broken, breaking up with your boyfriend. And I think we've all been there where we, and during a breakup, we feel very vulnerable. So this is the state that you're in when, when he reached, he then reaches out to you at this point. Correct. Right. So yeah. um, why don't you tell me what happened there? How, how he reached out to you?
1: Sure. Um, I just got a simple message that said, hey, uh, and I was really surprised. Um, Cause to me, that was like, Oh, you know, a celebrity, I'm a fan. of was talking to me. So I expressed my surprise and we just naturally fell into conversation. Um, he advised me he was going to be in my area soon. And um, he said, do you want to do a getaway? And I agreed. Uh, I was in a breakup. I was looking to kind of be free a little bit, um, looking to kind of do something a little adventurous. So, um, you know, we booked it. And that was I think we can
0: all relate to that, right? Like just throwing caution to the wind and being like, fuck it. Right. This sounds, yeah. this sounds fun and exciting. Um, and when you say your area, I, I don't want to give away exactly where you live, but can you tell me generally? Um,
1: the East Coast.
0: The East Coast. So um, he was going to be in, in your area. So how long had you been talking or had you been really talking that long before you guys decided to meet in person?
1: um it was about a month before I met him in person
0: okay so during that month um can you characterize like what that was like like how how that um, how that led to you decide you guys deciding to go away together well
1: we decided
0: that immediately
1: and then for okay. the remainder of the month it was just a lot of joking around getting to know each other um she did ask a lot of kind of inappropriate sexual questions that I sort of laughed off because I, you know, he probably assumed I was just going to be a one night stand. And I didn't really argue with that. Um I just kind of, like I said, was just looking to have some fun and meet somebody new. I so, absolutely. um <laughs> Yeah. So it was just fun, lighthearted conversation, you know, a okay. little, little dirty here and there, but that's what okay, it is. <laughs> so,
0: so, so any parts of this conversation that may have been a red flag, you kind of just laughed off because you weren't looking for a relationship you were kind of like oh let's just go have fun you didn't know what this was gonna turn into right
1: yeah yeah well he did he asked a lot about what I like sexually and he expressed what he was into
0: um comfortable Um, sharing any of what he shared in that regard um
1: I can be vague about it he expressed his interest in some BDSM um type things which okay. you know i i myself have not been involved in but um i'm very open-minded and like i said i was like this is going to be a great story so
0: i'm gonna go for <laughs> you know, it sure why not you're, you're newly single why not have some fun yeah um i can absolutely absolutely um relate to that <laughs> very very much so um So he came in, um, you picked him up and you guys drove up to like a cabin, uh, uh, where, where is it that you, what is it that you guys did?
1: It was like a cabin in the mountains. Um, we hung out, we talked, we cooked together. Um, we had a great time. I mean, from the second he got in my car, we really hit it off He was like looking at me. He was like, My gosh, I thought you were going to be a catfish. You're so beautiful. I'm so happy. And, you know, and I told him up front, I said, Listen, I don't know anything about you. I don't watch the show. Like, I just have seen things here and there. So I want to let you know, like, I don't know what you think I know. Um, Looking back, I probably shouldn't have, you know, told him that because it kind of gave him (laughs) the freedom to tell me whatever he wanted. Um,
0: But at the time, you had no reason to to sort of doubt necessarily like what he was saying he I mean from from all you know what you've told me he he comes across as very um charismatic very engaging very into you um wanting to know about you and who you were and I and I will say this for the audience um you are very beautiful you are very beautiful I know you said you're not like an Instagram model or anything like that with that you know looking to hook up with a celebrity um that's not how this came about but you are very beautiful so he's not wrong on that <laughs>
1: thank you thank you
0: so um so you guys spent a week in the mountains is
1: yeah and it was a good time it was fun um there was a couple of scary moments what uh, do you mean by that? well uh this i can discuss because um This really, I haven't talked to anyone else much about this or done anything official with this, but um, there was one point where I was just laying down. I was kind of falling asleep. It was about uh, almost one o'clock in the morning. And out of nowhere, he just, I mean, with all of his strength, smacked me on my bottom and left. I mean, I was bleeding. I still have a mark. Um, I took pictures as it healed. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, he took a picture of it because he was. He he was so proud of himself, and you know he was kind of goofing off. So I, it was a red flag. But at that moment, I was really into him, and I probably shouldn't have laughed it off. Um, he also had it like shown up with like all kinds of bondage stuff and just things that I was like, this is a lot for the first time meeting somebody. Um, (laughs) And none of this is wrong or illegal. I mean, it's all just kind of red flag stuff.
0: Hey, broadcasters. I'm here to talk about factor meals again. Yes. I love my factor meals. That's factor meals.com slash broadcast 50. Get started on your resolutions with Factor so you are ready for the new year. Factor's ready-to-eat meal delivery takes the stress out of meal planning and sets you up for success in the new year. Skip the grocery stores, the prep work, the cooking fatigue, all of that nonsense. Instead, get chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door with over 35 meals to choose from per week, including options like keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and so much more. You'll have a ton of nutritious and flavorful options to kickstart your resolutions. Not only does Factor offer fast, simple solutions for when I'm too busy to cook and frankly just don't want to cook, they also help me stay on top of my goals. With their offerings like Protein Plus and Keto, I can stay on track. This is definitely going to come in handy for my New Year goals and they can help you too. Factor has everything I need for a week of flavorful, completely nutritious eats. In addition to the ready to eat meals, they have cold pressed juices, smoothies, energy bites, extra protein, which is what I love veggie sides and way more to keep me energized during this kind of a frantic time head to com slash broadcast 50 and use code broadcast 50 to get 50% off that's code broadcast 50 at com slash broadcast 50 to get 50% off Plus, get free shipping on orders over seventy-five dollars. And if you haven't yet, please be sure to let them know that we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show, the Fraudcast, in the drop-down menu that follows. What Valerie is, you know, telling us, and what she is going to continue to tell us, um, to the extent there are um, cr- potential criminal liability or other things, we as a Fraudcast, you know, we understand that those are just allegations um, that she is making, um, uh, as, as a woman to woman, you know, um, I feel an incredible amount of compassion for her. Um, and I want to keep it that way, but for legal reasons, obviously, um, these are allegations. These are not things that, that, um, he has not had the opportunity to respond to this, um, in a, in a legal sense, but, um, Valerie wanted to get some of the story out here so that, um, Potentially as a warning to others. I know you've said to me that um, he has a lot of women um, DMing him and things like that. And um, it's easy to fall for some of his his charisma, (laughs) Um, as is usually the case with with people um, that are like this, I will say. Um, So continue with your story. So you had this incident where he smacked you something flashes in your head like eh, maybe this should be a red flag but you kind of brush it off because at this point right you're still like you're having fun you're having a good time you don't want to rock the boat so to speak exactly exactly i feel like i can be right there exactly i know know exactly that that feeling um so so go ahead and continue
1: um so um yeah so things like that kind of continued to happen he would um you know pick up my phone and start taking pictures of me without asking and he didn't mind because it was on my phone but sometimes he would like send them to himself and you know again just things that were kind of like this doesn't seem right um and actually at the time i was also having a huge disagreement with my um with my ex-boyfriend uh about some issues regarding um custody and uh you know Sinjin was really there for me Like I mean mm-hmm. he was like don't let them get You down you know they're just trying to hurt You like he's just jealous I'm here For you I'm going to be a part of your life like I'm not going to let you deal with this alone I mean he was like really There for me so it was hard for me To uh, make the Connection like it just it was like a dichotomy Like part of him was like mm-hmm. this, this Like aggressive like mean Laughing at pain kind of person And the other part of him was this like sympathetic just gentle you know love person and i was like i i just i didn't know really what to think at this time right i didn't
0: and he and he was providing you with the support and emotional support that that anyone would would want especially at that particular time you know having somebody on your side somebody in your corner supporting you i mean who wouldn't want that. Right. You know, and of course, now we can look at it and say, you know, he was taking advantage of you being in this vulnerable state. Um, But at the time, you know, the red flags weren't big enough to outweigh the the positives that were going on. So you guys spent a week in the um, cabin and it was it was aside from a few possible red flags. It was a great right. He you said, you know, he was a fantastic guy. He was really into you really supportive really cared about you um yeah so then what happened after that week was over did he go back to arizona and you went back to your
1: yes so we said goodbye um i was trying to be strong about it i was trying to understand like you know this isn't something permanent this was just a nice week um but he was crying and he was like i can't lose you i can't leave like i don't know what to do you know he's like please come come visit me and um so I we said goodbye, we kissed and hugged and cried, we took pictures, you know, we kept in touch every single day and eventually the flight was booked. Um and I went back to Arizona to see him and um I will say this, I got a lot of warnings from a lot of people. Um, My family, my friends, you know, he's a scumbag. Haven't you ever seen him on the show? He has a drinking problem. He's an an asshole, like he treats his wife like shit. You know, he's doing this and that and the other thing. And I just, I defended him relentlessly. I said, you don't understand. He's had a rough childhood. I, I feel like I know him. I mean, I really gave him the benefit of the doubt. I really like tried to convince people that he was different than what was on the show and that that was all just made up for drama. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's it, you know, we booked the flight and I was, uh, back in Arizona or back with him in Arizona.
0: Um, how long did you spend in Arizona?
1: I spent a week. Okay. Um, and you know, day one, he was posting pictures of me, on his story. Um, we were, we were out, at like bars and restaurants people recognized him he like introduced me um you know it was it was going really like really well um, he was treating
0: you like a girlfriend yeah yeah, yeah. definitely he, he um, was acting as if you guys were a couple and he was proud of you and and out and he wasn't trying to keep you a secret or anything
1: yeah he was like oh all these guys are looking at you but you're here with me and and he was like really into the fact that my ex was like upset about it he was like yeah he must be so jealous right now oh man he's probably like dying inside like he was loving it um so that's i think where the narcissism kind of comes in a little bit like he was feeding off the fact that he was like disrupting everything in my life um so um again the week went well um more red flags um,
0: you know, and did I. These I reports, were the were they sort of an escalation of the previous? Like, how did things escalate, or did did they escalate at this point?
1: I first noticed the drinking, um, and I'm not here to throw anybody under the bus. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just telling the facts of of what I experienced. Um, he wakes up, he pours himself a drink, uh, and he s- basically sits there and watches TV. Um, I know this because I was, uh, working from home at the time. So I was working for most of the day, um, cause I couldn't actually take the week off, but I'm remote. So that helped. Um, but he really didn't do anything except for drink and smoke weed. And I kind of asked about that. Like, so what's your plan? Like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, we're going to start filming. We're going to start filming. We're going to start filming. You know i I try not to question it because it's not my business I didn't want him to think I was interested in in him for the show you know I, mm-hmm. I really just focused on him as a person mm-hmm. um but the drinking was apparent uh day one and day two and day three and <laughs> continuously um the first night that it got really bad uh we had gone out to like an arcade type place and his jealousy reared its head um i had being newly single i was getting a lot of messages from people um you know guys that had saw that i was not with somebody and they were interested and i'm always very nice about it but he did not like that um he at one point uh punched my cell phone out of my hand Mm -hmm. um kind of like started punching the game that was next to us Uh, There were people there that definitely witnessed this, by the way, and they looked horrified. But um, I I was terrified and embarrassed, and I just picked my phone up off the floor, and I just tried to, like, kind of curl into a ball. I, like, didn't know what to do. Mm -hmm. Um, Then on the way home, he was screaming, you're a stupid, dumb bitch. You put yourself in these situations. You're a fucking stupid bitch. And he like shoved me and I was driving because he was very drunk. So I was driving his car. Um, and, and I was like, I was just silent. I just froze. Mm -hmm. I was like, I can't believe this is happening to me right now.
0: I think that anybody who's been in an abusive situation can sympathize with where you're, what you're talking about. So go on.
1: Um, So yeah, just punching the dashboard, Um, we got home and he started like punching his mirror and I was like, you need to stop, like you're going to hurt yourself. And I, you know, I tried to kind of like calm him down and he was like squeezing my hand, like grabbing me, like, you know, to the point where I was like, oh my God, stop, stop, stop. Like, I'm sorry, you know? And then when I attempted to just hide in the room and, and or hide in the bathroom, you know, he would come looking for me. I'm so sorry. You know, I was beat up as a kid and I, I got beat up by grown men. And everybody here is like all about calling the police. And we didn't do that. And then he went on like this tirade about how he's injured people before and he's never back down from a fight and how fuck with anybody. And. And at this point, I was like, he's definitely in talk. Like he has to be like the most drunk I've ever seen him. And this was like three nights in. Um and uh I, I was just I-, I was just floored. I was like, maybe I should leave, you know? And I said to him, I said, listen, if I'm upsetting you, like I'll go.
0: Um, but and this was all you know, rage continued from that started with the the jealousy work yes, out. Yeah. And it, it never really subsided. It's like as they, as it kept progressing,
1: it went like in and out of like crying and, and like begging for forgiveness to like
0: angry again. Mm.
1: I did not know what to do. I had never been faced with this kind of instability before. It's
0: a good word for it.
1: Yeah. It was volatile. And I, I, I felt so bad for him because he would tell me these stories of things that happened to him as a kid. And I was like, you know, he doesn't mean to be this way. Um, and up until this point, the, the intimate part of everything was a little scary, but, um, but like, okay, um, there came a certain point where um, he expressed his interest in trying something. And, um, you know, I, I said I would try. I did agree. But there got a certain point where I was you know, like, you know, you need to stop. You have to stop. Like, this cannot continue. I don't like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and that did not happen. There was mm-hmm. no, um, there was no stopping. Um, it was, you're going to be quiet and you're going to deal with it basically. Oh, um, and I, um, you know, I was crying a little bit. I was like, um, you know, just telling myself, like, don't be a prude, you know, like, <laughs> just, and, and all the love, I mean, the messages and the videos and the voice messages he sent me, I was just like, I don't want to mess this up. Like, I can't mess this up. He's like so in love. He literally said, I'm falling in love with you. And I was like, I can't mess this up. So, um, you know, that was that was a little traumatic. And um, so I to be clear, her,
0: you had consented to something you in a sexual manner you you withdrew your consent and he continued despite that yes yes
1: and um you know i tried to sort of arrange myself in a position to discontinue the act but um as i've as he's told me and i've mentioned to people he is freakishly strong i mean freakishly strong. And and actually, recently, I heard somebody told me he like broke a glass just from holding it. And I was like, not surprised. He breaks everything. Like he he, he is crazy strong. So um, after that night, we were not intimate again. Um, The next night, I was a little, you know, I was like, I need a break. Um, Like, this is not okay. And I kind of like, that night, I like kind of went to the bathroom and just sort of waited till he was back on the couch, smoking weed and watching TV again so I could go to bed. Um, So, you know, it was, uh, it was rough, but again, the next day, you know, he introduced me to his friend, he took me out, you know, like, you're beautiful, you're with me, oh my God, you're amazing, you have no idea how much I like you, like, how am I going to, what am I going to do when you leave, Love it's, it's,
0: it's The total love bomb and uh, manipulation of like, like a Nagasaki level love bomb, <laughs> nuclear <laughs> love bomb. I,
1: I'm I'm literally fascist right now. So, um you know. And then the night before I left, um, we kind of picked back up, and uh, I don't want to go into too much detail, but there was another incident in which uh, it turned, it came to be that um my hands and feet were restricted. Mm -hmm. Um, my breathing was restricted i was blindfolded um there were pictures taken of me that i did not know he was taking oh my god um and uh you know i again not having experience with this wasn't aware that there needed to be safe word or and even if there was, I was not able to say it.
0: <laughs> so, right. Well um, he wouldn't he wouldn't have honored it. I mean you had previously experienced where you had said no I'm 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 not comfortable with this any longer and he didn't abide by that. So yeah you know.
1: So yeah I uh you know I I I was just like kicking and you know again I was telling myself like don't be a prude you know just chill and I remember like I tried to breathe and I just made this horrible noise and it like scared me and I was like I have to get out of this and and like I think he realized um and he kind of like finally just let it be um and then the next morning, I mean, after that, we kind of just went to sleep. I was like, I just couldn't, you know, it was so emotional too. I was like, I, I, I don't know what's going to happen when I leave. And so the next morning he just drove me to the airport and, um, and that was that. And then, uh, after that, he, you know, basically expressed like, you know, I don't, I don't, I can't make a commitment. It's long distance. And I said, okay, that's fine. I I understand, you know, like just, just be safe with what you do. Um, and just don't lie to me. That's all, you know, just be, be honest with me. And, and kind of in the back of my head, I was sort of like formulating a plan. I was like, okay, you know, you talk to somebody about this. Um, and I did, I did tell my therapist and I did kind of, I didn't give her any details again, because I was, to be honest, I was mortified. I just told her that he was aggressive and, um, yeah I was just kind of trying to process it I I sort of told my friends a little bit I did I texted one friend in the, that, that night and was like he's calling me names you know like um and there That's, were other incidents like I mean there was one time where I I, I literally like passed out on him from choking and, and he, like smacked me in the face I mean it was just stuff that was way overboard that I should not have been okay with at all. And I, I was just totally under a delusion. And I think that if I show anybody the messages and the, the voice messages and the videos and everything, they'll be like, this guy's in love with you.
0: You were getting the simultaneous, like um, the 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 messages, what he would say um to draw you into his little world about, you know, how how amazing you are and this and that how in love with you he was, but then his actions were these aggressive, you know, things that, that, um, oh, I mean, I'm kind of at a loss for words because it's just, it's so raw and so emotional what you have gone through. And um, nobody should have to go through any of that, but anybody who has or is still going through that, we can all absolutely relate to that feeling that you're talking about, you felt ashamed and you felt, uh, mortified, that, like somehow I allowed this to happen. Right. So tell me, tell me a little bit. Okay. So after you guys left things in Arizona and you're back at home and you guys continue to talk
1: or yeah. every day, day messages, pictures, and, you know, I, I thought I really did think about it and I just wanted to be there for him. I wanted to respect his privacy. I wanted to understand him. You know, I wanted to to maybe know myself better and say, well, maybe, you know, maybe I needed that experience to open up a little bit. And, but we talked all the time and, you know, the same promises, like I'm in love with you. I like you so much. Like, I can't wait to see you again. Um, But, you know, and I, I really, I really, really did care about him. Like to the point where I was, you know, I, Sent him gifts. I I just I tried to make him say that like I was there for him. And it just backfired because things got a little weird and he got very shady about things, about what he was doing and where he was. And I kind of tried to confront him. I was like, listen, you don't have to lie to me. Like you you really like you've done enough, you know. Like I made myself extremely vulnerable to you. Like you hurt me. And and I feel like you're like disposing of me. And I, I just, I just like, it hurts, you know, I want to talk about it. And it got to a point where he literally said in black and white, like, you're just jealous. Fuck off back to your boring life. I don't need your shit. I don't have time for you. And And that's when I approached him and I said, like, listen, you, you like hurt me. Do you understand that? Mm-hmm. Like, you need to acknowledge this, like, this is not okay. Like, and I accepted it, but now you're just treating me like nothing. And I I can see now that what you did was like, it was wrong. And I don't deserve it because I tried to be there for you. And he was just like, you're just small minded. And, you know, just blocked me across the board. And, and I tried to tell him, I tried to say, you know, I'm so sorry. I was there for you. And, and, you know, just remember next time you meet a woman, you know, don't do this to her because you really like mess me up. Mm-hmm. And after that, I feel terrible because, you know, I I have people who cared about me and warned me and I ignored them. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I'm at fault. I don't know if I've ground to stand on. I just don't know what I did other than be really vulnerable and really kind. I didn't like him for any reason other than I just cared for him. And sorry, it's really hard. It's okay. Because I don't know why this happened to me. And there's women out there that are throwing themselves at him. I mean, he showed me there's women that send him like nude pictures and beg him for sex and stuff. And I'm like, I want to tell them like, stop, because he's not, he doesn't, he's like an animal and it's just an ugly, ugly situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wish he would just own up to it and be like, you know, I'm sorry, I disrespected you, I violated you, I hurt you,
0: you know? Right. Um, I do think, I mean, I'm no therapist, so I don't wanna even start down that road. You know, you, you said you talked to your therapist, you are in therapy, that's fantastic. Um, but I want to assure you that this is not your fault. You were falling for what you know we see, or you know can be classified somewhere maybe along the narcissism spectrum. Um, I know that's a word that gets thrown out a lot, and it sort of loses its meaning. I can't; none of us can diagnose him necessarily, but he ex- exhibited a lot of behaviors of narcissistic personality disorder, but also just as an abusive alcoholic asshole, right? Like, like everything aside
1: he's just not a nice person. He's spiraling. You know, he has an alcohol problem. He needs help. He needs somebody that can like pull him out of this hole. And, and you wanted to be that person. I would have loved to be that person because I know that inside of him, like he's funny and he's good. He just has problems and he
0: did something bad and he needs to own up to it. And, and, and have him held accountable for his, his actions and behaviors. Um, and I, I, just, I just want to,
1: he's just, I don't, I don't know. I'm sorry. I just don't know what to say anymore. Like the, like the lies came out, the, everything kind of just became clear. And I don't think he cared. I think he just doesn't
0: care doesn't care thinks he's entitled to whatever he wants and he took it and it's my problem Uh, well it's it's unfortunate I'm so I am so sorry that you have had to experience um, what you've experienced with him Um, hopefully you coming and telling your story will um, serve as a warning maybe to other to other women Um, maybe it will help you in your healing journey, um, which, you know, you have started on at least with, you know, going to therapy and things like that. I just, I, you know, I have so much compassion for you um and so much empathy and sympathy for the situations that you've been in um there there if there is anything that i can do or us at the broadcast can do um you know we be more than happy to do it i will be linking in the show notes um uh domestic violence awareness um type of uh, domestic violence help help helplines, things like that some resources um and um that you can call, email, websites, things like that. I will, I will list all of that. Um, and, and if you believe that you if for everybody out there, if you believe that you are in an abusive relationship verbally, um, it doesn't have to be physical, it doesn't have to be sexual, but if you have those components and I mean you any of those things, um, it's not your fault and there is help. Um, and I think it's great that you are no longer. You recognize this. You didn't spend any more time in this, but you have, and you have begun your healing journey. Um,
1: I, if I began to go back, and I I came to
0: my senses.
1: I canceled the trip, and I said, "I can't do this to myself."
0: Wow. Well, um if there's anything else that you would like to say and share and put out there, floor is yours.
1: Um, yeah, uh, you know. Um, a couple of things. First of all, you never really know somebody, ever, ever, ever. No matter how intimate you get with them, you don't know somebody. And the second thing is, be careful what you're doing on the internet. Be careful who you're talking to. Be careful who you believe and who you trust. Um. Honestly, I want to tell all those girls sending him pictures, stop, because you're feeding the beast. Mm. Stop it. Like it's 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 not gonna help you in any way you're literally feeding the beast and you need to have you know some common sense about it because that stuff is out there i've seen it with my own eyes on his phone Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and just i just want to tell girls to just be careful girls women whatever be careful because it's so easy to be lied to and to believe people so easy to be starstruck you know
0: yeah even with someone who's not a quote unquote reality star um i think it's i think the the what you're saying is is good for anybody um, online who uh, you know um and with that um i want to thank valerie for joining us sharing your story being um vulnerable i want to thank you for um trusting us to give you this platform and, uh, to share what, what you have been through and hopefully somebody else can learn from it. And I wish you so much love and light on your healing journey. Um, and with that, you know, we, we are the broadcast. Thank you.